Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz do it again. They beat the Brooklyn Nets 118-88, a game that was far more boring than the final score would indicate. The Nets had pretty much anybody who was anybody. Certainly their big three all out, but some of their key role players didn't play either. And the Jazz got up 38-17 in the first quarter and pretty much a 25-35 to point game the rest of the way. The Jazz win by 30 PK, you like competition. Did you find anything that really interested you in that? Maybe Bojan hitting a few shots? Bojan hitting a few shots. I know we got a little computer glitch, so we don't have sound. So I'll have to... Oh, we just played it in the last segment. So I'll just have to make it up, though. Bojan for three, and he's fouled! Buy one and get one free! It's not a bad impression of Locke. <laughs> Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that! <laughs> That's a good one. That's a <laughs> No, it was zero competition. Jordan Clarkson had a frustrating night. He was 1 for 11 from 3, 1 for 15 good. from the floor. Get good. that out of your system when they're winning by yeah. 30 and they don't need you, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Joe was 1 of 7, but what was the intensity level? Probably uh, on a um, scale of 1 to 10, 1. Yeah, it was one at the start of the second quarter when they gave up a 7-0 run, and Quinn called timeout with a tired look on his face like, do I really have to do this? And I think it went from 7-0, it got to 11-2, and then the Jazz went on another run. And The only thing that mattered was that Clarkson got a three because Craig likes to talk about that streak, and it's yep, uh, and he got a some streak. games or 60 games. I don't even know what it is. It doesn't matter to me. But he got it. And so once he got it, that's, that was the only thing that mattered. Did you, care, did you care about uh, the streak for Joe? He shot uh, 81% from three over three games. He was 18 of 22. No, because that wasn't going to continue. Exactly. So now he's 18 of, no, he's, or he's 19, 19 of 29? 28. Uh, 28? No, he'll 28. take that. Every 28 threes he takes, if he makes 19, he'll take them. So, I mean, that's really all that matters as far as that goes. And so, why not have a crappy shooting night last night against a team that is so badly outmanned? Yeah. They Who really cares? Uh, Clarkson got off a good line on Twitter. He did not, uh, speaking of the podium, they only brought out uh, Donovan Mitchell and Bojan. Uh, but Jordan did tweet out, great team win. Keep growing, keep getting better, laying brick by brick. I, I think I took that literally tonight. Laughing till he's crying emoji. Hashtag on to the next one. And uh, Joe got jinxed by everyone talking about it, so there you no, go. No, he didn't. <laughs> he couldn't possibly he, he stay. He couldn't have had run. any intensity in that game. This guy's a 33-year-old nope. veteran. Come on. It was over. They were up by 30. So now they get to what we're going to refer to as the Memphis Grizzly portion of the schedule. They're going to play the Grizzlies at home Friday night. They're going to turn around and play the Grizzlies at home Saturday night. Cleveland will be here Monday, and then Wednesday, the Jazz will go to, you guessed it, Memphis to play the Grizzlies. So two in a row and three out of the next four against Memphis. 
Well, you had said this crazy season here just a minute ago, but yeah. I think that we will see that next year going yep. forward. I think that'll be one of the things that sticks. Yeah. I think it's the lesson of the bubble, uh, minimize travel. And you're seeing these things dot the schedule uh, for different teams. So, Grizzlies are 21 and 20, game over 500, sitting in ninth place in the West. And for a young team rebuilding after uh, trading Mike Conley and uh, trading Marcus Gasol, and they got John Morant, who's now their star. And so, anything they accomplish, getting into those playing games, that'd be a, a step forward for them. Well, so they'll be uh, all sorts of fired up. Especially this year, they're missing Jackson, who was mm-hmm. uh, a premier player for them, or expected to be, and he's he's been out. Right, he's not back, as far as I know. Right, they've got a three-game win streak, and they have uh, won four out of five. But then you flip that before that, they had a three-game losing streak, so they're four and four in their last eight, five and five in the last ten. It's who they are. Can the Jazz sweep them on back-to-back nights? All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Games around the NBA. The Phoenix Suns, second place in the West, give up a game to the Jazz in the standings. They are now three games behind the Jazz after losing in Orlando. It was the second night of a back-to-back. They got beat 112-111 when Evan Fournier drove to the hoop and flipped one up high off the glass and in with six and a half seconds to go. And that was the game winner for the Magic, 112-111. Uh, Devin Booker giving them the lead with free throws with 20 seconds to go. Uh, he had a decent quote uh, after, the, after the game. He said, we started off the right way, but we never got over the hump. We pushed the lead to 10 or 12 a couple times, and we messed around with the game. They stuck around yeah. and finished it the right way. Yeah, and in that last possession, uh, thinking, well, Booker's their guy. He's got to shoot it, so he took a shot that was awfully difficult. And obviously it didn't go in. But, yeah, this is sort of who the Suns are. We talked about how Memphis, you know, with them right around 500, Mm -hmm. win two, lose two. Uh, The Suns, uh, much better. I think Monty Williams, in my mind, is coach of the year. Uh, But at the same time, they're going to lose a few. And they've had a few. Like at home, they lost to the Pacers a couple of weeks ago. And and this one here, uh, not not that it's unexplainable because it's actually – more along the lines of what I expected of them. I don't expect them to be as good as the Jazz or maybe even as good as their record. So in a sense, I can sort of live with this because they still are a developing team. The interesting thing with them is that they have actually got a better record against the West, not by much, but by a little bit over the Jazz. But the East is where they've really struggled, and they're on an Eastern road trip right now, and they get beat in Orlando. All right, the, yeah, the thing okay. with them, the yeah. thing before we leave it, the thing with them listening to Phoenix Radio mm-hmm. is they really believe that they should make some move here at the trade deadline because their window with Chris Paul being 35 years old, even though they're a developing team, it's not very long. You know, he's under contract through next season. And then at what point does he begin to show a significant decline? Uh, because, you know, you get up there in your 30s from a point guard, no less. There yep. hasn't been that position of player who's been that good uh, 37, 38 years of age. The Clippers are third in the West, and they kept pace with the Jazz. They won easily in San Antonio, 134-101. One of those scheduling quirks, uh, part of this crazy season, but it looks like it'll stick going forward. Uh, the Clippers will play the Spurs again tonight. So... Right back at it. Clippers shot 51% from three in that game. There's 17 of 33. 
Shot 56% from the floor. So pretty outrageous numbers there. We'll see if they sustain it or if the Spurs uh, get back and, and get after them. Clippers in third place. The Jazz three games up on the Suns, four on the Clippers, four and a half on the Lakers, and six and a half on the Denver Nuggets, who got blown out by Toronto. Toronto had a nine-game losing streak and beat Denver 135-111. to uh, the numbers for Denver were awful. We just had Quinn Snyder last week complaining about giving up 30-point quarters. Denver gave up 38 in the first, 34 in the second. 26 in the third was decent, but 37 in the fourth. So the Nuggets continue with the two steps forward, one step back. Trade deadline, here it is. It's today, 3 Eastern, 1 o'clock Mountain Time. You, former Ute DeLon Wright traded by the Detroit Pistons to Sacramento for Corey Joseph and two future second-round picks. And now we wait to see if other names, Kyle Lowry, LaMarcus Aldridge, somebody like that will move, like you said, PK, maybe to the Suns. Maybe they get one more veteran who makes a big difference for them and makes them tougher in the playoffs. Yeah, I think there'll probably be two or three names. Uh, They're talking about uh, the Lowry move you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, his backcourt mate, Powell. Who's a nice player, kid out of UC Los Angeles uh, a few years back? Does he get moved? Uh, opportunity here to, to pick up. The thing that I'm concerned about from the Jazz perspective is what are the Lakers going to do? By one o'clock today, we'll know. You got any? Uh, you got any player you think that they should get, or just well, like... certainly Drummond yeah. uh, at center, who would move right into the starting role uh, on that team. And to me, he's shown some ability, and I think that he could really help them. Uh, so uh, that, and if they pick up Aldridge, you know, Aldridge is 34, 35 years of age, but uh, he still can help them. When you've got two studs with the ultimate stud at the top, it's not like you need a ton. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about what they do because I think that this time tomorrow they have an opportunity to make their team a lot better. Certainly they could use some help on the on the bench, and I would think at the minimum LaMarcus Aldridge could do that for somebody. Come in for a few minutes, hit a few of those mid-range jumpers he's famous for. Keep you afloat while you're resting your stars. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, it's over for the BYU women's basketball team. They lose to Arizona 52-46. Their season ends in the second round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament in San Antonio. They had their chances, PK. They had a late three in the final minute that would have tied the game up with about 40 seconds to go. And uh, it was a decent shot. It just didn't go in. And before that, they actually led midway through the fourth quarter. But couldn't hold on. Arizona gets it done. Oh, yeah, I think they were up by four, 53-49, something like that, yeah. or 40, 43-39. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that was right there for the taking. It's got to be frustrating uh, to, to not get that. I mean, I was rooting for him like crazy because of Jeff, obviously. Yeah. Everybody's known uh, Jetty forever. So I uh, wanted to see that happen. I, I covered them way back when in the Sweet 16. I covered, I was thinking about this, I covered Utah women and BYU women in separate years in the Sweet 16 in Denver. (laughs) Is that the Aaron Thorne run? Uh, Might have been. I mean, she was an excellent player, no question about it. Uh, So I can't remember who the the key players were. I, I just remember the one for Utah 
is our family was having, you know, my, my parents and sisters at Las Vegas. And so we were having a get-together in Vegas. And I had to fly from Vegas up to Denver. So I took my family down, drove down, had to fly up to Denver for the game. And they were playing Notre Dame. And Notre Dame was the overwhelming favorite to win it that year. And so I didn't take any clothes because I figured the Utes would lose. And then I would get up the next morning and fly right back. So I'd be in Denver less than 24 hours. And in those days, they didn't have quarters. They just had halves. And, uh, man, it was deep into the second half, and the Utes were winning. And it's not like I was rooting for them to lose. Because Elaine Elliott was an excellent basketball coach there. At <laughs> but you were thinking, what am I going to do for clothes yeah, if they yeah. hold on? <laughs> yeah. Guess I'm going I mean, shopping. I was on Laundry. the first flight out the next morning to get back to Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, and, and eventually Notre Dame did prevail. And I had like a 6 o'clock flight to get back to Vegas so we could resume our little family extended weekend. <laughs> but for a little bit of time there, I was nervous. So I've covered a lot of women's basketball over the years, that's for sure, and I have no problem covering it. Uh, they've lost to some good teams when they've been there. Uh, Juddie's Sweet 16 losses have been to Tennessee and Colorado, and those programs are at the height of their power. And you're right, Notre Dame was really good the year they knocked the Utes out. So, All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Washington football team owner Dan Snyder will gain almost complete control of the franchise. The NFL's finance committee cleared the way for him to buy out his minority investors. Finance committee approved Snyder's application for a $450 million debt waiver, an NFL spokesman confirmed. The other voters will vote at the league's annual meeting next week on whether to approve the deal. Snyder needs 24 of the 32 to do it. He's butted heads with some of his minority owners. And they won out, and uh, I guess he's not a fun guy to be a partner with. So, hit the road. And they may be settling on the name uh, WFT for the long run, despite your pleas for multiple other options. But there it is in Washington. No, no, no. The team football, so WTF, or the pigskins, or the skins. The pigskins seems so obvious. And yet, it's not I would actually, if my cousin... Charlie Casserly was still the GM. I would give them a call because he used to be their GM, and he is my cousin now. He's like my third cousin, but nevertheless, his parents uh, lived in Sun City when we moved out there, and they were our only family, so we spent a fair amount of time. In fact, his dad, I was playing freshman basketball, and I didn't play a whole lot, and his dad went up to the coach afterward and (laughs) complained about why, and so the coach is, is that your grandfather? I said, no. Uh, he's my father's cousin. My grandmother is named Casserly. And one time I did call Charlie. I just called. I called up the Redskins. Hey, can I speak to uh, Charlie Casserly, please? Uh, who's this? I gave him my name. A couple minutes later, hello? <laughs> he picked up the phone. <laughs> I thought that was a little, kind of weird because I just cold called him <laughs> and asked him for tickets uh, for my father. And I was, I, was living in Salt, I was living in Sandy at the time when I did it. Uh, I called him up and uh, I said, hey, my father really wants to go to the game this week. Can you hook him up? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You're lucky he was at his desk. I know. I thought it was bizarre. You just pick up the phone. I speak to the GM. Yeah, hold on a second. (laughs) Let me connect you. (laughs) I'm sure he told her. He probably thought it was my father because we have the same last name. And for, well, obviously the same last name, but I meant to say same first name. Uh... So, uh, and, and I'm sure you remember, because when his father died, 
he actually stayed at our house hmm. uh, during that time. So I'm sure you remember. But, yeah, so my father went to the game. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is returning to the Colts. He signs in Indianapolis one year, $10 million, $8 million guaranteed. This will be his 10th year with the Colts. Only team he's played for in the NFL. He wrote in a tweet, it's only right I finish what I started. Yeah, I mean, you looked at the Colts and they said, I want to love you, T.Y. Hilton. P.Y.T., pretty young thing. I see where you're going. Okay. (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, the Steve Sarkeesian era hits the brakes pretty quick here. University of Texas pausing their spring practices due to COVID-19 issues. The school said in a statement the move was made out of an abundance of caution as a result of student-athletes impacted by COVID-19 protocols. So what are the limits on spring practices? How far can you kick them down the road? Well, I know the NCAA had rules that they had to be over I want to say three weeks before the final exams. Now, I don't know if those rules have been amended, but that's how teams always slotted their uh, spring ball was based on, and it may not be 21 days exactly, but there was some rule as to how it was set based on an academic purpose, and there had to be enough time frame between the end of that and when that Usually they call it like a dead time for studying, yeah, something like that. Adding on to that, PK, I was talking with somebody. They said this year, if it is impacted by COVID, you apply for a waiver and they will help you okay. put yeah, it together. So, so, yeah, so probably uh, that would happen there. So I don't know exactly what the rules are now. University of Georgia's wide receiver George Pickens, surgery on his right knee after suffering an ACL injury in a non-contact drill. He led the Bulldogs with six touchdown catches in 2020. And now he's going to have ACL surgery. All right, that is what is trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. No job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call him at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we're talking jazz with the TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Craig Bowlerjack will join us coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. And Joe Ingles expected to check in around 835 or 840. DJ and PK, it's 97.5. At 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Have I ever told you about the time Donald Sterling invited me to go watch a game with him to talk about what I'd written about and to dinner and his front row seat? He liked to be seen with the stars. He speaks French in Russian. He once high-fived Gandhi after hitting a home run. He invented the taco salad with Juice Newton. He is Gordon Monson, the most interesting man in the world. Oh, that was incredible. Is that our guy, Ben? That was Ben. That's oh, our Rudovan guy. man. The taco well, salad once my favorite. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Stay interesting, my friends. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Texas Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Question of the day. Any irritation that the Jazz didn't get a shot at the real Nets? No Durant, no Irving, no Harden. Role players like Dinwiddie and Blake Griffin, 
They didn't play. So does that upset you? And Tony says, a win is a win. But it would have been nice to play against the best. I swear the NBA superstars and their, quote, injuries are so ridiculous. It's not very fair to fans when they bail on games because they don't want to play. But I'm glad we blew them out, as any first-place team should. Well, Dinwiddie's got a, a season-long injury yep. here, so I don't know that he would have played. Uh, uh, Durant has Durant's, been out for a number yeah. of games, so I mean, I have to think it's legitimate there. Uh, Harden, uh, back-to-back. Uh, played 40 uh, minutes. Uh, Didn't you know there was a decent injury chance? seems a little bit uh, nebulous. Uh, Irving, you're a family issue. You know, he, he had missed some games earlier in the season. You're going to have drama. Once you sign on to bring on Kyrie Irving, you're going to have some type of drama. There's going to be something, if not frequently, then occasionally or probably somewhere in between. He's a very talented player, obviously. We all know that. But you're going to have some drama with him. So there you end up being what it was. And uh, From a competition standpoint, it sucked. And I would have liked to have seen both teams at full strength because I think right now, as I look at it with the Lakers being down and, I, you know, I just don't trust Phoenix that much as far as the number one seed. They've had a, an excellent season to, to not being in the playoffs for like 11 seasons and now being the top four. That's a huge jump for those guys, so good for them. But I don't trust them to be the number one seed. So the point being that – the Jazz, I mean, obviously they don't have it locked up, but to me they're the heavy favorites to have the number one seed. So to further elaborate on the point, even if they would have lost that game, I still would have thought their chances to be the number one seed were really good. And so from the standing standpoint, it's an easy win, but I don't think if you lost it, it would have been a devastating loss. And so I would have liked to have seen them go against the full-strength Nets just to see where they're at. Absolutely. And I think it's just the disappointing thing about this point in the season that you look and you know some games, you got them circled. The Nets game ought to be good. Those two Laker games ought to be good. And LeBron gets hurt. And then on closer inspection, you realize, oh, man, the Nets, you kind of see why the Nets played it the way they did. They're more likely to win in Portland than in Utah. Why wear Harden out here? He goes 40 minutes so they eke out the win in Portland. He doesn't play the next night. It's not surprising. i got to wonder what the reaction is at ESPN. I mean, they, they set that broadcast up. You know, what, with all these guys out, what does it mean for Steve Nash? <laughs> and Van Gundy's like, well, likely it means he's going to lose. <laughs> like, right at the start of the game, there was no sugarcoating it. They brought Wojon to talk trades for a big chunk of the third quarter because they knew it wasn't going to be a game. Yeah, I'm well, so I, those guys. Yeah. ESPN's paying a gazillion dollars, and they're getting that. You know, I, I can't. Uh, I wish it didn't happen, but it seems like no matter what, it's going to happen. We have seen so many stars sit for so many games for years now, and I don't know what they're going to do about it. I mean, they can play fewer games, but they're playing ten fewer games this year. Extended but a season this was month. Extreme though. Yeah, it was. So it's not resting stars; it's gutting your team. Yeah. There's a difference between resting stars and well. The only your team. to me, the only thing they could have done was they could have played Harden. Everything else seems like that's the way it was going to be. Well, once the, or they announced Irving was not yeah. going on this trip, 
Obviously, yeah. And so that that was the situation being what it was. So even if Harden plays, it's still not near the team that they're going to have in the postseason or the team that they want to have in the postseason. Uh, you know, Jazz have rested guys or have had reason to rested guys or not not rest them but not play them. But the, in, the guts of the team has not been lost. And here they are with these guys, with the Nets. I mean, the guts of the team was just yeah. absolutely gone. Led me to put that question on Twitter. Who sucks worse without their stars, the Lakers or the Nets? The Lakers. I guess it's an easier thing to say the Lakers because the Nets aren't going to have that many games without all their stars. Whereas I think we're going to see the Lakers really struggle here for a month while while LeBron's out. Well, plus the Nets have more stars. Yeah. They've got one more star as we would define stars. Three to two. Right. And so... The Lakers are so dependent on those two dudes. That's what makes me a little nervous today is I got to admit from the Jazz perspective, I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it personally, but from the Jazz perspective, uh, I, I think the Lakers make moves. I would be surprised if we get, and it would probably be trickling, you got to give it a little time past 1 o'clock to allow them uh, to uh, you know, announce the trades and make sure everything's kosher and all that stuff. Uh, to where I would be surprised if we got to 130 today. Although I, I can't say that because then you can buy guys out and then that's not a trade deadline acquisition. Uh, you still feel like the Lakers are going to add a piece before the playoffs. Oh, I think that's the bottom add two. line. Yeah, I think they're. And, and, and the Jazz could do it also, but I think the Lakers are definitely going to add at least one, if not two. And how much better will they be in the short term? Because everything the Jet or the Lakers do is for short-term uh, improvement. Because when you've got a 36-year-old... The future you know, is now. Yeah, you're not trying to develop anything here. LeBron <laughs> has no time to develop. Not that he's uh, an, an old man out the door because he still plays at a phenomenal level. But it is about winning immediately. So with that in mind you are looking for immediate improvement because it is about today. So to them, age doesn't matter. And so I can see them uh, trading whomever to get whomever without regard to, oh, well, four years later, this kid might be something and our guy might be out of the league. So what? Well, I think everyone saw when they made the trade with Sacramento that they were setting something up. I mean, they were opening up a roster spot, so something's got to happen to fill it. I don't know if it'll be a trade deadline or a buyout, but I assume that roster spot was opened up for a specific reason. What trade did they make with Sacramento? Uh, They traded somebody off the end of the roster, didn't they? The Lakers? Clippers. Like I said, I expect the Clippers to make (laughs) (laughs) it. They traded their first-round draft pick from two years ago. Yes. It frees up a roster slot, Spot. and then yeah. allowed Sacramento to use a trade exception that they hadn't used yet. So it's all set up for them to make a move too. Uh, the only there's one player that I could possibly not see the Lakers trading, and that's this Horton Tucker kid, who's a 20 year old kid that they they really like, out of Iowa State, uh, Talon Horton Tucker. 
Uh, he's got an NBA body for only 24 years of age. He's like 6'4", 230. And talking to, I got one guy that I know who's tight with the Lakers, and he tells me they really like this kid's possibility. You know, he's just a pup at 20 years of age. And uh, so they could possibly, they may, it, it would have to be something really a good, more special for them to to try to get rid of him, to get to want to get rid of him because they really like you're not you're seeing flash him. You really got to watch the Lakers game the game to know about this youngster. And I'm not watching them, especially now, but from somebody I know there telling me that they they really like his possibility. As I say, you look at him. And you can just look at the kid, and you know it's like Lou Dort when he was playing in college and is now with the Oklahoma City. You looked at him and go, wow. I mean, Scotty texted me that time when they played the, the Aggies played ASU and said, this kid's going to be something. Because you, and the first thing that jumps off the page at you is just his, his physical uh, appearance. Like, oh, okay, you know, Gordon, Gordon Hayward was a twig, right? We've documented that <laughs> and how, how much bigger he got. Well, this kid here, this Horton Tucker, already has the size. I mean, he can get stronger, everybody can, but he's already compacted and yeah, he's but- got the NBA body, so they really like him. So they probably don't move him, but I think that, and I've heard, uh, I'm talking to my guy yesterday, is like uh, that, yeah, even Schroeder, uh, Harold, guys they just acquired, if they can get better by trading them and moving them, they've got no qualms about doing it. <laughs> there's, there's no sentimentality at this point because uh, LeBron is at the end of the line. But I guess the point with uh, Horton Tucker then would be that Gordon was a seven-year project because of his body, but Lou Dort came into the league and was able to contribute right away. And that's really all LeBron needs around him is guys who can contribute. And so if he could contribute even next season, well, LeBron's still going to be chasing a title next season. Oh, yeah, that's not sure. that long a timeline. No. That's not the, hey, you get Gordon Hayward, it's like, well, it's going to take a few years here to put the weight on his body and perfect the game. But if you can come in and D somebody up and you got the size to do it and maybe hit a few shots, well, that's all LeBron really needs. Yes, the only thing that's derailing him next season, I would think, would be injury. And you do see it with older players. It takes a little longer to come back. But I don't think his skill level is going to drop off the cliff by any stretch next season, not based on what we see so far. Uh, So with that in mind, yeah, absolutely. So maybe they don't move this youngster, but they are open to move anybody else outside of obviously Anthony Davis, uh, whoever it might be. So I am concerned that later today or in in the coming uh, days with this buyout stuff, that they've had going on here that that could make them better for the stretch or for the postseason, not necessarily stretch run, but for the postseason. And with the two guys, they're going to be a tough out either way. If you just bring back those two with the roster intact, they're They're going to be be good. Right. Yeah. Mark says uh, it does bug him that the Nets were not at full strength because the national media will be holding it against the Jazz for the next two months. Parentheses. Not Utah's fault, though. Obviously, it's not their fault. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think they could have got a buzz off of beating the real Nets. For sure, they could have gotten a buzz. And it would have been fun because the games come at you one after another, and it's hard to remember. Uh, like, I, I, we're going to have Joe on. He always comes on on Thursdays if they're not playing. 
and I wanted to talk to him. I really appreciated what he said after the game the other night where, you know, what do we want here? Uh, what, what's the goal? You know, do we want to get out of the first round? Do we want to play for the title? Well, then we've got to play better and we've got to do it right now. And I had to think, the point I'm making is, I had to think which game did he say that? Which loss? Because there's been a few losses here lately, and it's hard to remember one game to the next. And so we would have been able to remember this game if the Nets were at full strength. Now we're going to remember it, but the only reason we're going to remember it is for the <laughs> negative. Yeah. It's that they were gutted, and they weren't close to their first full strength, and everybody knew it, and it was an absolute blowout to the point, as you say, ESPN's bringing on my old buddy, Adrian, who does have a potty mouth, I have to admit. And uh, <laughs> they were bringing him on to – because the game was pointless. They had two screens, they, and they should have made Adrian the big screen and had the, ja- the Jazz in the corner and the lower screen <laughs> because it was such a wipeout that, yeah, I'm flicking around. Uh, not that there was anything else on I wanted to watch at the time, but I was looking for stuff. <laughs> I did too. That <laughs> game went to commercial break. I'm like, what is on? Yeah, at halftime I was slow to come back, to be honest. Because it was obvious. I mean, we, we knew before the game. and it, But the good thing is that it was good to see the Jazz come out and approach it the way they should. This team sucks. Let's blow them off the floor. Let's run them off the court. And they did do that to the large extent. I mean, they had a little dink run, and Van Gundy was right. The Jazz lost concentration. This is the NBA. No sweat here. You're playing it in 72 games. It's a lot of games. And so... You're out the door, maybe uh, you checked out mentally, and then you call a timeout and you regroup, and then you just smoke them, right? And so there you go on that. Uh, but at least from that, from the Jazz perspective, they did spank them the way you're supposed to. And a couple of guys who've been shooting two things, Joe and Clarkson weren't hitting as much, so what? I don't care and Bogdanovich did hit, which I do care about, because he's got to start to make some shots. And he came out yesterday and said, very pointed, this is the worst shooting slump of my career. I appreciate his honesty. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Acknowledge it, because we all know it's true, so don't try to say stuff that is just bogus. And he didn't. He acknowledged it. And then he made some shots. I don't care who they're against. A wide open three pointer is a wide open three pointer. Yeah, exactly. So let's and you're paid to make those shots. That's why you're primarily in this league. That's primarily why they acquired you. And he did. What was he? Five of eight. Five of eight from the floor. Four of six from the three point line. And he was four of five at the free throw line. So he shot it well. Although after the game, he complained. He says, "I can't start slow. I got to hit the first open shot I get. I got to hit it. I can't start at zero for two or zero for three. Right, I appreciate that sentimentality. Try to play at a high level at all times. Great. I, I do too. Not but happen, but at the end of the, yeah, at, at the end of the day, if you're five of eight and four of six, well, wouldn't it be at the end of the game though? Yeah. Should we, just, just, should we eliminate end of day and when the sports people are saying it shouldn't be at the end of the game? Yeah, but it is what it is. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> cliche. That was very like much it. a 2008 cliche. And we will look back at 2021 at the end of the day. And in 2025, it'll be something else. That's what we know as a compound cliche. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
We got a few more people here. Uh, Tanner says he's not upset. He's just just rack up the wins any way possible. Secure the one seed. Survival of the fittest in the playoffs. Uh, the West does look like six or uh, seven good teams, assuming health. So if you can get one, get the eight seed. And seven and eight will have played more games and won't have the time off and presumably aren't as good. So Tanner just wants the top spot. I think they're going to get the top spot. Uh, I wonder, though, if they'll do try to maneuver to make sure they're not in the Lakers' second-round bracket. That will be interesting to see. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Bowler's coming up in 15 minutes. Joe Ingles in a little less than an hour, right here on 97.5 at 1280, The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Have we ever talked to John on the air? No, no, and I've got questions. Is he there? I'm here. Hey, John, how are hey, you? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, John, yeah. while we have you. No, no. We've had a, uh-huh. a, a long back and forth about a pitchfork incident. I want to know the details of my buddy here and your brother running a pitchfork through you. <laughs> we were out working and, you know, cleaning our ends or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he thought that he was like King Triton and he uh, threw that pitchfork and uh, oh! sadly, <laughs> sure enough, he just sang on the mark and put it right underneath the kneecap. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, I killed a guy with a trident. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call them at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. All right, we're going old school, PK. 855-340-ZONE is the phone number. We don't give it out that often anymore. We've kind of evolved away from that. But Alan wants to call in and share an idea with us. Alan, what have you got? And this is why we've evolved away from it. There's there's nothing to do here. Um, So can Salt Lake and Utah shut off all the lights when visiting teams are here for the playoffs? Make it seem dark. Make it seem really bad. Because, you know, there's nothing to do here. So we're going to beat them through boredom? Beat them through boredom. We're going to make them stay in the room and just be so bored. <laughs> well, they might have to Give stay in the some... room anyway. <laughs> they might have to. Yeah. But it'd be kind of nice if everything around them was just so dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> there it is, darkness. Uh, as far as the staying in the room thing, I asked uh, Quinn Snyder last night since we saw Ilya Silva play four or five minutes or whatever it was. You know, he's been with the team even though he hasn't played much. And, you know, if, if you've just got an idea to, to know him, to have a sense of who he is and what he can do and, you know, at least watch film with him and talk with him. And Quinn was like, you know, when we're on the road, we can't really get together. You know, it goes back to what Joe has said. There are so many rules. So, yeah, I would assume that in the playoffs – all they're going to do is come and sit in their room. So you really only need to shut out the lights that are in view of the room's window. That's it. They're, they're not supposed to be out on the town, and I think they've all got hall monitors now because there's too much money at stake to have an outbreak and have these games canceled. What's your job? I'm a hall monitor. I'm a hall for, monitor. For an no, NBA there team. is. There's an enforcer or whatever. Yeah, I, know. We'll, I know. I just Joe's referenced it. What do you do for before. your job? Oh yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a, a retired uh, female cop. And uh, just a funny idea job. that they're a hall monitor. Yeah, yeah that's their job because everyone's on the same floor now, I believe. 
And Correct. This lady's job is to make sure nobody, all the protocols. Nobody's, yeah, nobody's are coming and nobody's to. going, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, somebody explained it to me in detail, and now for the life of me, I can't freaking remember. Uh, but yeah, this person, uh, lo- and, and it's an intriguing. She travels with them, obviously, and this is the their job, her job, and and absolutely, they're. And obviously the Jazz must be doing a good job. I don't know if it's just happenstance or circumstance that uh, you're not getting it, uh, but uh, it seems, uh, at least on the surface from you know a, a way outside distance that I am at, that they are uh, adhering to everything the way they're supposed to be. So uh, and let, let's keep it going here and get rid of it or at least minimize this thing as much as possible in the coming days, weeks, and months for sure, and obviously years. Everybody wants that. And uh, so that's the thing, yeah. But I, I, to me, though, I wonder if that, if that increases a level of concentration, rather decreases, because you, you just got to focus on ball. What else are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, well, we'll find out when we get to the playoffs how that will be. And uh, Van Gundy was making a good point last night where he's talking about how uh, that he feels like the Jazz home court is as good as any home court in the league in terms of giving the team an advantage and a boost. Uh, and it really, man, it's just nothing like it uh, in, that we have in our community. Even the great football crowds that we have, particularly obviously at BYU in Utah, uh, being out on that plaza doing pregame radio, and you could just people are coming. The weather's nicer, and man, you could just feel energy. And then when you go in, when the clock gets down to about two minutes, the surge in the crowd. They bring out that huge flag that goes up on the bench side, all the way up uh, from the courts to the lower bowl. Practically, everybody is so jacked for the game, man. It's really something. It's like the the concert of the, your lifetime, <laughs> and when they shut out the when the lights go off, you know what I mean. You've been in a concert. They got the house lights on. Well, once they turn, and usually hardly any concert ever starts on time. So you're like, can we get on with this? Particularly if it's a weeknight and you got to go to work the next day. And then when they shut the house lights. Uh, man, everyone just gets so excited because whatever group you went to see, that means they're in the process of uh, being backstage and coming on stage, and we've all experienced that. So it would be cool at this point. Uh, the Jazz allows them f- allowing 5,000 in. Is that what it is now? Yeah, it's uh, about the number. Yeah, and will they increase it, and how much will they increase it? And it would be awesome if they can increase it to max because, yeah, it's really, really a fun time. And it looks like now, for sure, that first game is going to be right here in our arena. And the place is going to be electric as much as it could possibly be. I think they've got plans. I don't know what. There's probably stuff that has to trigger that, and they got to get a bunch of people to sign off from the NBA to the county health. I mean, they're not just randomly doing this stuff. No, not at all. Uh, but the, there's a plan, I think, to do 10,000 at some point. And I don't even I don't know what point that is. I don't even know if they know. It may be more contingent on getting other people to sign off. And I know one thing that everybody is tracking is because um, I talked to somebody about this in the jazz organization that everybody is tracking what percentage of your adult population gets vaccinated. Like when everybody you get the vaccine, wants to know that. Do you get number. a card? You do. They I give got you something. I, I, I actually got the shot, the first shot yesterday. I got my first shot. And yeah, there's a little card, and uh, yeah. It's got the date on the back of it of when you can get your second. And is it like an ID card? Uh, it, no. Is, is it a form of proof that you've had the shot? 
No, and I actually asked about that, and uh, I was told that uh, it looks like it could be too easily reproduced and that the, that form of proof will have to be something else other than that card. You know, they've talked about for international travel, this doesn't have anything to do with the NBA, this is more just about the international travel industry and countries and their borders. Because you're going to Paris next week, right? I, I'm not actually going to oh. Paris next week. I, I thought that's what it was. No, wrong city. <laughs> wrong city with a P on the wrong continent. Oh, you're going to Patagonia? In nice, Uruguay? good pull, PK geography for five hundred. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> Give me another continent with the letter P. Well, enjoy Paraguay. Okay, that's good. That's that's decent. I, I was more impressed by Patagonia. I'll be, I'll be honest, that was more that was more impressive. You're going to Panama? Panama. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Portland. Portland, drivable. You're going to Poland? Portland. Drop some letters there. (laughs) Portland, Maine. Sweet. That's a long drive. I have never been to Maine. That's one of the 13 states I still need to cross off. But you kind of like the music? Uh, Yeah, whatever the music is in Maine, I'm sure I'd be up for it. It's rap. Bangor, Maine. Hello. (laughs) May he rest in peace. DJ and PK. When we come back, Craig Bolerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Stay with us.